Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to another episode of the Broncos Avenue Podcast. This is Amir from Broncos Avenue on Instagram. Joined by my friend here, Trayton, here today. Uh, recapping the Broncos' loss to the Las Vegas Raiders on the road. The Raiders improved to 1-3, and three and the Broncos go to 500. Um, they are 2-2 two and two now. Just an overall very disappointing loss today by the Denver Broncos team. Um, and I can say that both the offense and defense, um, you know, not necessarily were the ones to blame, but, you know, they did contribute to this loss. Um, I just felt like, um, what, what, what do you, what do you think? Um, just like if you had to take away major keys away from this game, uh, as to why the Broncos lost, what would you list them as? Um, I mean, shit, I don't even know where to start. Uh, I mean, the number one thing for me, it may not be as obvious to other people, but uh, I think this. I, I I think we just look like an awfully coached team. I uh, from the play yeah. calling to just even discipline. Uh, this team is awfully coached. There's no discipline whatsoever. Um, the penalties killed. I don't know how many drives. Um, and that, or or even if it didn't kill a drive, put the Broncos in a situation like in a much tougher situation that they didn't need to be in. Um, you know, and then obviously, uh, Melvin Gordon, uh, and I'm sure we'll get to him later, but, oh, geez. uh, yeah, I mean, I, that's just my, that that's my number one takeaway is the coaching. It, it just, we, we look absolutely atrocious and then, and today it was specifically on both sides of the ball. But if I had, uh, if I had to put it, uh, put this game on like an on-field, uh, non-field uh aspect i I would say definitely the run defense i mean i today was just absolutely unacceptable yeah we were literally talking about this um a few episodes ago that we had like a whole 15 like minute conversation about uh the melvin gordon javante williams situation and now fans now you see where we're coming from melvin gordon i i'm i know before i was saying okay you know it's smart to have a good running back tandem there but I am completely out on Melvin Gordon. Um, I think I can speak for a lot of Broncos fans now that can agree. I am completely out on Melvin Gordon. I said in the offseason on our very first episode of this podcast, if you guys can go look back at it, I literally said, you know, bringing back Melvin Gordon probably wasn't the best decision. Um, You know, granted, they did give him a very much smaller contract than he was demanding before, but now it's every damn time he's touching the ball, he's costing the Broncos – um, the game and he's literally now he, in total he's had three fumbles that have been returned for touchdowns that is absolutely disgusting not NFL worthy he's just an overall if you we were talking about this too too if you balance out his ball carrier vision and all that as opposed to his fumbling issue the fumbling issue is way way more costly 
for uh, an offense, especially an offense like the Broncos that is just struggling to put up points and get a rhythm going. Um, yeah, I think Melvin Gordon should one one thousand percent be cut. I don't even want to like waste time keeping keeping him on this team to see if we could trade him. I, I don't give. A, I don't. I don't. I don't care. Cut him now. Like I'm tired of Melvin Gordon costing his games. I truly believe that that fumble. And that their touchdown by the Raiders gave them so much momentum that ultimately gave them them this win. Um, also, B Mac missing the extra point cost us big time. That was mainly on the um, holder, Corliss Waitman, the punter. Um, we just kept shooting ourselves in the foot, man. We're the most penalized team in the NFL, and today we just kept doing it. Like you said, super undisciplined. Hackett doesn't have this team where it, where it should be. Where this was the fourth week of the season, we're still extremely undisciplined. At this point, you can't even blame it on uh, lack of preseason because we're just continuing, uh, continuously just showing the same, just very po- like poor execution uh, of a football team in general. It's both offense and defense is just having stupid penalties and mistakes. The, the, this is the, once again another week. Um, from you know week one that the Seahawks or Raiders did not beat us, it was us beating ourselves. I mean, so many self-inflicted wounds today. It's just it's just outrageous. Um, I thought Russell Wilson played a hell of a game. Um, people can argue against that. He was off on a few throws, but Russell Wilson played a phenomenal game. We should have won this game for him. And this whole team now, it's just we can't say they're a quarterback away. They're just. Uh, they're just a good coach away, I guess you can say. I mean, I'm not on, I'm not out on Hackett yet. He still has time, but I'm very disappointed with how this team has executed. Um, the way they're coached, they they just don't feel like they're as focused as they they should be. I feel like the game plan and the philosophy is there, but not the execution and uh, discipline is not there. Yeah, you know, uh, and I mean, and that's one thing I want to touch on uh, before I go on to anything else is Melvin Gordon. Uh, you know, I'm in total agreement, and I, I mean, I think I even called for this well before this game. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've said it multiple times. He he is a liability with the ball in his hands. He cannot hold on to the football. It's 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 not a uh, you know. There, there's nothing else to it. Melvin cannot hold on to the fucking football. He just can't. Um, I, I'd say cut him tomorrow or, or today. I, I like, I, like you said, don't waste any time. Yeah, uh, there's no I, point. I just he. I, it's getting to the point to where I mean, realistically, you look at this season. He's already cost us one game. He's now he's cost us another. Uh, I mean, if I mean really, if you look at and then last week, I mean we we seriously could be one in three. We're lucky that things have gone our way uh, last week, because if you look at it now, I mean, we could seriously be one in three solely because of Melvin. Three losses games. And he's lucky that he was able to jump on the ones that he did last week. Um, I I just, an absolute liability. I, I, just don't want him on this team anymore. And like you said, you know, I said it all off season bringing Melvin back was not only a bad, like just not a good idea, but it was an awful idea because I can guarantee I, I, and I said this in the off season as well, I can guarantee you there will be one or two games throughout the season that Melvin himself by himself, nobody else that he will lose us. 
and uh, because of his fumbling issue, and look where we are, and we're we're only in week four, um, you know, and then uh, two, and uh, I don't know, maybe I'm maybe I'm jumping the gun a little bit here, but uh, you said you're not out on Hackett, well I am. Uh, I just through five games we've seen if it's not one thing, it's another. Uh, you know, through the first two games, he looked like a good to decent play caller, um, possibly even better. And then it was the fundamental, he, he, I mean, and then he just could not grasp the fundamental aspects of football that cost us the Seahawks game and that barely made us squeak by the Texans game. Uh, and then, you know, you look at last week, we got those issues cleaned up and then, it's like Hackett just forgets how to call a football game. I mean, the play calling last week and this week has been absolutely atrocious. Uh, and, and not only not only the play calling, the personnel as well. It's just uh, from top to bottom, it just seems like this team for the life of them cannot put together a complete game of football. It, it, if the offense starts cooking, the defense sucks. The defense plays great. The offense sucks. That's what yeah. I mean. I, it, and and not and it's not even just this year. You know, I'm starting to notice a trend with this team just over the last six years. If it's not one thing, it's another. Exactly. I mean, that sentence describes the Broncos for the past six years perfectly. I mean, there are any. I mean, I'm not trying to go on like a side tirade here, but I mean, if you look at some of the games last year as well. I mean, even then, I mean, Teddy and Locke were awful, but, and I mean, everyone knows that, but I mean, if you look at it, like we could have probably won a few more games if the offense wasn't consistently putting us in uh, third, like second and third long situations. And I mean, obviously with, with Teddy Bridgewater as your QB, you have pretty much no hope there, but, and I mean, even that's, you know, that's a tough hole to crawl out of, even if you're Russell Wilson and he did it once and it still wasn't enough. And then I, it's just top to bottom, just awful performance. We look horribly coached. Uh, the defense looked awful today. I mean, I think the only positive I can, the only positive takeaway I, I have from this game is, uh, is Patrick Sertan. I, I, that's literally the only positive takeaway I have from this game. I can't even, I'm not even going to give the off the offense a, a compliment, uh, or I, I, you know, I'd say Russ played a pretty, uh, damn good game too, uh, but even then, I mean, the offense couldn't it couldn't sustain it for more than two quarters. So uh, I, I just I, I I I'm looking at this team, and there's just I I don't know where we go from here. Uh, you know, there's just there's nothing to look forward to. We've seen five weeks of uh, not the same issues, but just constant issues. If it's like I said, if it's not one thing, it's another. Um, so, I mean, at this point, and like I said, you know, I, I was given Hackett and the offense one more game. And yes, it was better, uh, but I, still very uninspiring. I, I, I mean, I, didn't, I don't really leave this game feeling any better than I have. Uh, just absolute mismanagement piss poor performance by the coaching staff and execution by the players. Uh, I just, uh, I mean, I don't want to be that guy and say the season's over, but I, I, I don't really have a very positive outlook on the rest of the season after this, if I'm being honest. 
I think penalties held back this team a lot today, and um, I'll be the first to say I feel like today um, I'll put it more on the offensive line, honestly, the right side of the offensive line, and then the offensive line just blocking as a whole. Um, I'm not sure if if the Raiders' defensive line was just a stronger group than our offensive line. Um, I thought in the first quarter we had some nice pass protection, but outside of that, the offensive line was not giving Russ any of a chance today, was not giving Javante any of a chance today. Um, and then obviously Melvin Gordon, the, um, the return touchdown that really uh, helped out the Raiders. And I feel like, um, you know, if that is taken away and then if McManus makes the extra point, uh, we de- we definitely could have won this game today. Um, even with the, the poor penalties and coaching, the penalty just kept setting back our drives. We had a, um, there was one point where Russ literally had, was asked to convert on first and 30. And that's when he ended up launching that deep bomb to KJ Hamler. Um, which by the way, I don't understand Hackett's philosophy of not having KJ play any snaps up until that point. And then the first snap he's in, he unloads for a 55 yard bomb. Um, but yeah, that stuff like that doesn't make sense to me. I think Kendall Hinton's solid, but you have to factor in your former second round pick. Um, you know, KJ's KJ's ready to play. I don't feel like it's more of an injury thing anymore. I'm not sure what's going on there. Maybe they're being cautious, but that's another week in a row that they're doing that. So, um, yeah, I feel like offensive line really disappointed me today. Um, granted, the Raiders do have a solid defensive line, but they just weren't able to create any gaps today for the um, the rushing attack of the Broncos. And then Javante goes down, and that just makes it all the more likely that the Broncos do keep Melvin Gordon, which is very um, disappointing, you know, for Broncos country. Um, we do, we we just want to see Javante be Javante, and you know, unlucky as we are, you know, Javante goes down. Um, and then, you know, we, we have probably will have to watch, you know, depending on Javante Williams and severity of his knee injury. Um, you know, I hate to say I love Javante so much, but that did look like a pretty serious knee injury. I'm hoping the best for Javante. Uh, we don't know of the, the extent and severity, like I said. Um, you know, who knows, maybe he'll just be out for a week or two or, you know, it could be something as serious as the MCL or ACL or whatever it may be. But um you know the rushing, running the ball. I always say is the the number one part of a of an offense. And if you can't get that going, it's going to be really hard for you got uh, for as you as a team, um, an NFL team, to put up points and consistently stay on top of a game like that. So, you know, Russell was at, uh, Wilson was asked to do a lot today, and I thought he did pretty well. But Garrett Bowles going back to multiple penalties has really hurt this team. Poor discipline. Um, uh, and I don't know. I don't know how my, how many more times I can put penalties on the offensive line and just poor offensive line play on Hackett. I don't know if I can necessarily say that. Um, I thought play calling wasn't as bad as people are, are saying. Um, I just felt like the offensive line was making it so awful for Russell Wilson to get out the ball to his receivers um, that it, it looked like. Um, and there was there was one series where. I um he ran back Hackett called back to back screens which was just I not even a college coach would call that it was just I don't understand that at all but I'm putting this more on the offensive line today rather than the play calling um I think uh the defense did look really really bad in um against Josh Jacobs today like they always do um that was a that that was a bad part of the defense today but other than that I felt like they um. Tackling was bad, obviously. That goes on coaching as well. But I don't think the defense was terrible today. Um, 
you know, it does look like that on paper, 32 points. And uh, obviously Josh Jacobs over 100 yards, Devonta Adams over 100 yards. Well, besides that, I don't think they were completely awful. I honestly thought the defense was put into multiple bad situations with the, the way the offense was executing. And I felt like, honestly, the defense did enough um, for us to win, but the offense and uh, the coaching did not. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely have to disagree on the play calling. I thought it was that. I thought this was actually probably one of the worst, if not the worst games that Hackett's called. Um, I mean, and definitely, like you said, you know, duh, there's definitely some blame that goes to the offensive line with the penalties. And then, I mean, what was it? One or two plays where Max Crosby came off the edge, just completely unblocked. Yeah, it's really um, poor. But – you know, and that's well, and and two. I mean, that could be a uh, not not just on the offensive line. That could be a protection breakdown that uh, possibly either could have been on Russ failing to identify a blitz, or um, even Hackett. Call, uh, you know, and I I just looking at it from a looking at it from an overall standpoint. I mean, obviously there's multiple issues that went wrong, but I think the. I think what killed us was the. Uh, I, I think what really killed us is just the, the piss poor play calling, and then uh, and I mean uh, and then on crucial drives where we needed to get a stop, uh, going back over to the defense. I mean you had Devonte Adams in coverage against Jonas Griffith, or uh, or Jonas Griffith in coverage against Devonte Adams, and I mean that's just not going to work. Hey, yeah, know, I felt uh, like there was they there was adjustments that needed to be done. The offense, the Raiders kind of knew what they were doing there, and the defense, we just didn't make those adjustments when we needed to. You know, and uh, I I mean I'm honestly just speechless right now. I just keep going back to the you know what I've said a million times already is you know if it's not one thing it's another, and I just at, at this point I I like I I don't know how you fix it. Because, I mean, obviously the offense has definite concerns. Uh, I mean, I still have faith in the defense, but, I mean, it's like finally the offense gives you at least, you know, a half, like a somewhat decent game, and you just piss it right down the drain. Um, Yeah, I mean, they couldn't stop Jacobs to save their life. Uh, I mean, the Raiders moved the ball on us at will, you know. And I'll give a lot of credit to the pass defense. I I, I don't think that was as bad. Um, and, you know, Sertan was locked down. But I, I just uh, – you have to give a complete uh, – like put together a complete game on – like in every phase of the game. Um, I just – like I, I don't know where you go from here. I, I don't know how you fix these issues. Like at this point, I'm, I'm honestly starting to wonder if it's a culture issue. Um, I just, these are easily fixable problem, uh, problems. And yet we see them week after week after. And I, I, that's, I just, I, my, my analysis is pretty off today, but I just, I, I, cause I don't know how you fix it. You know, uh, I mean, I feel like in previous games, we were able to sit here and say this, 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 and this needs to be fixed. And this is how you fix it. Um, or even if we couldn't, even if there wasn't a clear solution, I mean, you just had faith that they would get together and that these are just like learning mistakes and, you know, bumps early in the road, uh, new offense, new quarterback, new head coach. But I mean, at this point, it looks like it's sustained itself. It looks like this is just the normal. Um, 
and then now and now you're uh, now you got to figure it out without probably your most valuable weapon on offense in Javante Williams. And uh, uh, it was it was just reported that Javante was seen around the lock uh, the locker room in crutches. So uh, I, I I don't think there's any chance that he's back next uh, by Thursday and the following week or even. Oh, definitely any. not. Yeah, I'm. I'm assuming that this is probably a season ender. Uh, if not, he's going to miss a significant amount of time. And uh, yeah, man, I, I I just don't know what to say. I mean, it, it, the offense is just. I mean, the offense has looked atrocious for uh, four games in a row now. And I mean, again, you know, Russ played a he played a hell of a game, but uh, doesn't matter when your defense is allowing six yards of carry to Josh Jacobs and 200 yards through, throughout the whole game. And, uh, and then, you know, you got receivers on linebackers and coverage. I mean, that's just that, you know, that's not going to cut it. Uh, the coaching all around and not, ju- not just hack it. The coaching all around was just absolutely awful today uh, as it has been for the first four weeks. Um, you know, and I just, I, I don't know how these issues get fixed because, you know, it's a, it's something else from week to week. You know, you fix one thing, a new one comes up, you fix that one, then another one comes up. Uh, and I just, uh, yeah, I don't know where you go from here. I, I guess you just got to hope that the offensive line gets it together with the, with the holding penalties and, and the false starts. And then, uh, I, yeah. Yeah, and then you hope the defense rebounds. Um, uh, one, one last thing I would like to touch on before I give it back to you is, uh, and I don't think people are going to like to hear this, and I'm sure you won't agree with me, and I'm sure everyone listening to this is going to flame me. Uh, but one thing I would like to mention, it, uh, and I'm, I'm not saying that I'm out on him, but I, I think one thing that is kind of notable uh, that we should watch is, uh, I mean, you just, you looked out, up and down these stat lines for our receivers through four games. And I mean, obviously you can look at it last year as well. Um, very, very uninspiring. I mean, other than Sutton throughout four games, every receiver has been really underwhelming. Uh, and I, I mean, you know, you you saw a flash from KJ today, um, but I I'm starting to wonder if uh, offensively, starting to wonder if this receiving core is just not what everyone see, uh, what everyone thought it would be. Uh, you know, I I think Sutton is definitely the truth, um, but even then, you know, like what's like where do we rank him? Like what's his ceiling? Uh, I like where does he compare? Is he a guy that's going to be able to go out there and like help with Russ and take over a game? Um, and and consistently, uh, I I'm not sure. And then you know Judy four catches fifty three yards. Hamler one catch for and, and I Hamler was our le- leading receiver today with one catch and that was the that was the deep ball to him for fifty five yards. Uh, Sutton, five catches, 52 yards. Hinton, two catches, 39 yards. 
And I mean, I don't think anybody's claiming Hinton to be some sort of superstar, at least at the receiver position. Uh, but I, I just that that's one thing I'm kind of looking at here. Uh, just as the games have gone on, I, I'm really uninspired by these receiving performances, you know. And I, I think I think a lot of that can go back to just offensive design and poor play calling. Um, but you know, I mean, Russ is just standing in the pocket like a statue on some of these drives. And I'm, I think you can definitely tell that he's trying to be more of a pocket passer, which I'm not really sure is a great way to play um, just with his strengths. But, I mean, I think a, a, another good reason is just receivers are not getting separation on a consistent basis. And uh, I, that's very concerning to me. I think that might actually be one of the bigger problems this offense has faced. Um and I mean, obviously, you know, if your if your receivers aren't finding consistent separation, you're not going to have a chance. So, um, I mean, obviously, there's still a lot of season left. There's still time for him to prove me wrong. But right now, I'm I'm getting concerned to say the least about the receiver room. I mean, that's fair to say, considering you know when you look at the numbers, they haven't lived up to what we as fans and even the you know the organization expected. I'm sure the you know with the organization putting out these three receivers as you know obviously it's it's and another thing is you know not having Tim Patrick has really impacted this wide receiver room as a whole. I mean the offense is planning for Tim Patrick to have a huge role in the offense. That's not what a lot of fans realize. Um, and you know I feel like they haven't made um, the proper adjustment to fill that uh, that void. And maybe you know that. You know, that's kind of very challenging and, you know, almost impossible to do, you know, replace a guy like Tim Patrick. Um, but just Tim Patrick's skill level individually um, is something that not, not that can't really be replaced just because he is our most consistent receiver. And talking about Sutton, I think he's playing like a top 10 receiver this year. Um, the, his ability to stretch the field, catch anything thrown his way. Granted, he's had a few drops, but I feel like Sutton and Russ do have their connection down. They have a great bond. Um, and I think that the reason that Judy and Hamler haven't been able to um, produce like Sutton has is just because they don't have the chemistry that Russ and Sutton has. And then KJ obviously dealing with injuries and then the lack of playing time, that plays a huge effect into it. So I don't think we can judge KJ yet, um, especially since the fact that he only had a few snaps today and he was our leading receiver in terms of yards Um but Judy, um, we expected him to be an absolute monster in the NFL. Um, I expected him to be up there with uh, Jay Jettas, but he's not lived up to that. Um, he is in a brand-new offense. Um, I think when you judge the receivers today, you have to look at the back end, and that's the offensive line that did not play well at all today. Um, I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just speaking in the minority here, but the offensive line just played terrible today, and it it's easy to – judge so many other things but that's really where it starts it's in the trenches and I feel like the pass protection was folding too much there's too many penalties um obviously running the ball sets up your receiver in the passing game really well um that's how a lot of teams are successful in the passing games because they have a good a run a good running game that's where it starts up front and the Broncos weren't able to do that today and so I think that's why they were so ineffective especially with their wide receivers and even the tight ends weren't able to do anything today so um, yeah, I think Sutton has uh, star potential. If not, you know, he's already at that star level. 
Um, I think he even has superstar potential. But um, yeah, I can understand what you're saying. Like Judy, obviously he was the um, the 15th overall pick a few years ago, and we're expecting him to be, you know, he was literally a much higher pick than Sutton, and we're expecting him to be a superstar receiver, and he hasn't been that. So I can understand the, you know, the frustration there. Um, and, you know, we can only say so for so long that it's just the early part of the season. But, you know, as a professional football team, you know, you're some of the best players in the world. You have to be at your A game. You can't be taken forever to, you know, get on track and uh, find success in a league this competitive. Well, yeah, you know, and I, I mean, that's just uh... – and like I said, you know, just looking at the rest of the season, I mean, and there is, you know, there's a lot of season left, but just with what we've seen from four games, I mean, I, I don't, I, I hear a lot of people uh, and I see a lot of it on Twitter, especially is uh, people saying, Oh, it's okay. You can drop a game in September. Oh, it, it's okay. You're you're still ironing out issues. No, that's not how it works. Yeah. I mean, yes, you can expect, bumps in the road and issues and you know and that's the thing nobody plays their best football week one but at the same time you you can't just keep sitting here saying oh well it's it's september it's still early in the seat like you at some point you have to just go out and win football games yeah and uh and then you know and i'm at a point where i i don't really have a lot of optimism left for the rest of the season just because of all the offensive struggles we've seen and then, uh, and then a complete breakdown from the defense today, um, you know. And uh, going back to the receivers, I'm not quite sure I can go as far as saying Sutton is playing at a top ten receiver level, but um, I, I, I think I think Sutton, I think his ceiling is a consistent like eleven to, or I think he's a consistent like. A thousand to eleven hundred yard season. I, I think he's a consistent over a thousand guy every year. Um, I That's think fair. He, I think he's probably like top top twenty, maybe top fifteen. Um, but and but and and KJ obviously and like KJ, you know, I mean, he was obviously one of the few positives that we had today um, with that one catch. But and I, I wasn't. Uh, criticizing KJ specifically today because he didn't get that many snaps and he made the most of the few that he did. Um, but I, I think just looking at KJ overall as a draft pick, um, you know, battled injuries all year, his rookie year, then torn ACL last year. And then, you know, and then just having a really, really rough start to start to this year and i i mean i know he's been on limited snaps but um there if i'm being honest i have not seen anything from kj that uh tells me yeah this guy is gonna like break out this guy is gonna be a consistent like a top 20 receiver this guy is gonna be uh like he has shown me nothing that has told me he's gonna live up to where we drafted him at you know I think from a second round receiver, you have a little bit higher aspirations than wide receiver three. Um, I mean, obviously he is wide receiver three on this team because Judy and Sutton, but I I think he should be performing. I think when you draft a receiver in the second round, they should be performing well above a wide receiver three level. Um, And then Judy, I mean, you spent, uh, I believe it or top 15 pick 15th overall. Yep. So, I mean, you know, first round draft pick, 
that that's just what we've seen from Jerry so far. Not going to cut it. Uh, that's I, I think Jerry's probably playing at a wide receiver three level right now at best. Um, you know, I'd say he looked really good in the Seahawks game, but aside from and then obviously hurt in the Houston game. Uh, but aside from that, it's just not going to cut it. And I mean, and like you said, I think it's obvious we can see Russ and Sutton have uh, easily the most chemistry on the team. But, you know, I mean, all, all the receivers have had the same same amount of time with Russ as, uh, you know, I mean, they're all in the same. I think the only only receiver you can make an argument for having a slow start is uh, KJ just because he's been so limited. But I just I, I don't. Why why do why do Jerry and Russ not have the same chemistry that Russ and uh, Sutton do? I mean, we're all yeah, we're all asking the same question. Exactly, and that's uh, I mean that that's got to be an issue that either we got to find a solution to pretty quick, or we got to accept okay, you know maybe maybe he's just not the guy. I don't want to say it because I I love Jerry Judy, but um, you know just. From what we've seen so far, you know, this just isn't going to cut it. And, uh, I mean, that's, I guess that's my rant for, uh, the offense. But, you know, I just, you know, to give my, uh, I guess my final thoughts is, uh, I just looking at the season abroad from what we've seen through four games, I just, it's, it's hard to have, uh, any hope at this point. I think, uh, I think this this kind of gives me the vibes of a team that's gonna be frisky. We're gonna be frisky uh, week to week. I think we're gonna have our weeks where we look really great. You know, it's fireworks on offense, um, and that's if we get a complete game from the the backs, the offensive line, Russ, the receivers. I think we're gonna have our games where we look great, and it's just nothing but fireworks. And then I think we're gonna have our games where we look like this. And the last three games, uh, you, you know, and I, I don't think that that's – I don't think a team like that is going to consistently win football games. Um, you can only rely on your defense for so long to go out there drive after drive after drive and expect, and expect them to get stops. Um, so I, I just – I'm much hope I have left for this season at least and uh, – I, I I will say I, I don't want to make any like I I don't I don't even think this should be a hot take at this point but I I think if the I I think if we continue to look anything like we have these past four games uh, I, I I think definitely you know the fire hackett bandwagon I think that could definitely have some steam by the end of the season and I and uh, I I think it's normally I would say it's absolutely ridiculous to fire a coach after one season. But I mean, this is just absolutely, absolutely pathetic. Uh, I, 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 this may be a crazy take, but I, I genuinely believe with uh, Vic Fangio and Pat Shermer and the same, I, I, with this team with Vic Fangio and Pat Shermer, uh, I genuinely believe that we are, uh, I, I believe that we're 4 0. It's a possibility. I mean, um, the whole schematic, the whole scheme of things, um, it'd be it's a little tricky to understand, um, and just the fact I don't know the fact that um, you know we have a whole new quarterback and to um, you know put him in a Shermer offense opposed to a 
um, Hackett offense, which apparently, you know, the Hackett, the um, Matt LaFleur uh, offense is a bit uh, difficult to catch on to at first. I, I don't know. I don't know how things would go in that instance. But uh, moving on from that, uh, in terms of the injury uh, aspect of today's game, uh, we came away not well at all. Um, Randy Gregory appears to suffered um, what seems to be a season-ending ending knee injury. Uh, knock on wood, but it was non-contact. Those are never good. A very unfortunate to see that he was having one one of the best starts um, to the season of any Broncos defensive player. He was just balling out, um, and to see him go down was really unfortunate. Um, and you know, once again, we're going to be only down to one uh, one solid pass rusher. Maybe Baron Browning. I think Baron Browning has a lot of potential, um, but I, I'm not sure he could live up to uh, Randy Gregory's standards by any means. But um, and then also we had PJ Locke in the very first play, like literally the very first play, suffers a concussion. Um, we lose him. He uh, is doubtful to play for uh, Thursday's game against the Indianapolis Colts. Um, uh, the Colts lost today, so we will be facing them um, at one and three. But um, and then aside from that, obviously the uh, Javante Williams injury that could very well cost uh, the Broncos some games this season because, like you said, Javante Williams is arguably the most effective and productive and just talented player on this offense um, aside from Russell Wilson. So, yeah, it today um, in terms of the injuries did not come well, uh, did not go our way today. Um, it's just it's just the luck of the Denver Broncos, man. I, like, I don't know what it is. Um, one of these days I would like to have a conversation about, like, uh, turf. Um, obviously, this doesn't have to do with like, um, like concussions and whatever, and like certain injuries. But I feel like turf, as opposed to playing on grass, does have an effect on this. And I thought it was a really interesting conversation. A lot of people were talking about this after, um, obviously the uh, the headlines of the Tua injury, which looked very scary. Um, prayers for Tua. And Thursday night football had his head slammed on the turf. Um, and uh, obviously the Sterling Shepard um, instance where he uh, had that very uh, scary non-contact injury towards ACL after just tearing his Achilles last year. Um, one of these days we could talk about that. It's kind of crazy. Um, but just, yeah, Broncos every week. Um, last week we came away with like virtually no injuries and then uh, just that DJ Jones slight concussion. And then this week we we might have three potential starters out for the year. Um, uh, uh, excuse me. Um, two excluding uh, PJ Locke, so that'd be just be two. But um, yeah, Javante Williams and Randy Gregory, those are like cornerstones on both sides of the, on uh, for offense and defense on your team. So, yeah, very unfortunate to see that. Um, and just the overall game for the Broncos today, very um uninspiring, like you said, very disappointing. I know we in the in our pregame episode, we just expressed how much this meant to the fan base and all the Broncos country and the organization, the players, obviously this rivalry is one of the biggest in the league. Um, it, you hate to see it, man. Like the Raiders, we all hate the Raiders and to, you know, get beat by them today and just shoot ourselves in the foot. Very unfortunate to see. Hopefully we can bounce back. This team's just got to fix, figure out how to fix this thing because um, if we keep playing like this all season, we're 1000% going to miss the playoffs. Um, possibly even a losing record as well. So, um, you know, the, the expectations with Russell Wilson at the helm are very high. And if we can't 
play to our potential, then Hackett very well may be on his way out. Um, Ooh, yeah, I, w- I want to run over this uh, quote from Russell Wilson real quick. Okay. Uh, I just want your take on this because in my personal opinion, after I read this, like this is just absolutely fucking infuriating to hear. Um, Russell Wilson, and this is from Andrew Mason. Russell Wilson said he told Gordon, do you think Adrian Peterson or Walter Payton never fumbled trying to pick up his old college teammate? Um, not, not four times in four games. They sure, sure as hell didn't. So, um, and I, I, I don't know why that just, uh, I, I think that is Russ. I mean, I know he's just trying to, uh, pick up his teammate, but yeah, you know, one, one thing about me is I just hate, I hate the corniness. Uh, I, I think, I think there's a point to where you need to come out and just say oh yes this is a problem not you know cheesy pickup lines that are supposed to bring a spirits up i mean this is a this is an issue four fumbles in four games and so okay okay, here's my sorry sorry you can go uh i i just it's four fumbles in four games and if i i mean i the way i look at it and obviously my perspective is very different but I feel as though if I was in that that situation, leading the uh, being the quarterback of a team, and uh, I mean just not you. I mean you don't have to be a genius to see this. I mean anyone with basic football knowledge or common sense that's watched the Broncos games would know that this team could be could easily be one and three solely because of Melvin Gordon. Um, so he, here's my here's my stance on it. Um, I I don't defer anywhere away from you on this, actually. Um, I know he disagreed on a few things today, but um, I think it's cool and all that he's trying to lift up his teammate and he said some cool, inspiring quote or whatever, whatever it was. But um, it, when you're the quarterback of the team, I, I honestly want to see Russell Wilson be more of a jerk. I want to see him, like – be more on his teammates. I want him to see him more, take more of a Aaron Rodgers kind of role. Why do you think players play so well for Rodgers and he just elevates his overall team play? It's because he's kind of an asshole sometimes. Like he's it, not going to always sugarcoat shit. Exactly. And, and I love that you brought that up and I'm glad we're having this conversation. That, uh, and I, I haven't brought it up just because, I mean, we, we don't usually talk about what's going on with the Green Bay Packers, but. Um, it, I mean, if you look at through all the quotes from Rogers all throughout training camp, uh, you see him and everybody, I think everybody takes it as, oh, he's just bashing his receivers. No, he's not. He's being honest. I, if there's dropped balls and pra- like, I mean, for example, there was a, there was a clip from training camp and it was just an absolute rainbow from Rogers to dubes and it goes right through his hands. And he brought that play up. He said, that was my best ball all day. He's like, it went right through his hands. We got to have that one next time. That's just not acceptable. And everybody went on, you know, a tirade on Twitter and everybody was, oh, he's bashing his receivers. That's brutal honesty. When you make mistakes, you you should hear about it. Uh, and that's exactly. And I'm, I'm glad that you said that. Like, like you said, I, Russell Wilson needs to start being an asshole. He does. Uh, or, and, you know, you don't even have to be an asshole. You just got to be stern. His leadership. Uh, At this point, I'm not questioning his leadership skills, but I I just four fumbles in four games, and your and your response to that is some cheesy quote that you've probably heard thirty times. 
I mean, it's just uh, that's uh, unacceptable to me. I, I if I was in Russ's shoes, I would be up there saying, "Yes, this is a big issue. It's come up, uh, you know, three out of the four games we played, and it needs to be fixed." I mean, we just can't have this stuff happen. Uh, and I, I, I really do. I really do think. Uh, I, I love that point. And going back to the Rogers situation, I, I said this. Uh, I said this on my Twitter a while ago. But I absolutely love. I love the brutal honesty from Rogers. That is what I want to hear. And I've always had this take. Is and I, I've always hated press conferences because. Um, I, I feel like 99% of the time, it's just the same generic answer, whether it's a win or a loss. It's, you, you hear the, the same questions get asked and you get the same generic answers uh, that don't reveal any real information that we want. Um, and that's, why, that's what I love about Rogers is when he's asked a question about him or his teammates, he's just going to tell you exactly how it is. Um, and I, th- I think Russ definitely, like you said, I think he definitely needs to adopt some of that. And I think he does need to be more critical of his teammates and uh, just flat out say, you know, that, you know, like this shit ain't going to cut it. Uh, I, I'm, I, I, I don't know if this is just me being fired up after a loss or whatnot, but I just, uh, after, after the, just the absolute, uh, just pathetic performances we've seen from Melvin Gordon week in and week out. Uh, And they're pathetic just because of the consistent fumbles. He's actually a really effective back if he holds on to the, holds on to the football. Um, But I just, after what we've seen through four games, this isn't like, it's not the time for cheesy quotes. I mean, just get your shit together. It's quite simple. Uh, and, And I just, I don't see Melvin fixing it. Uh, yeah i don't either and that's you know that's why i'm calling for him to be uh cut i just want to see um this team be held to more of a standard i want russ as the leader and the captain of this team to hold players more uh to bigger you know hold them to their accountability that's it's all about accountability just hold them to the standard that they should be held to um and i i just feel like you know always smiling it off and just being too uh over, like overly optimistic. I feel like it isn't a bad thing to be optimistic, and whatever he says to the media, media, I honestly could care less. But whatever, whatever he says to them on the sidelines in the game locker room, I just I want these players. I want him to hold these players to more of an urgency because now we're at a spot where we should very well be four and zero, but we're two and two. Um, it's just unacceptable, and the way that this team has performed up to this point. Um, I think he's, he needs to start lighting the fire under his teammates. I think Russell Wilson definitely could do that, and he has the potential to do that. We saw it in the offseason. He just needs to do more of it, uh, you know, coming up, you know, here in the midseason and just, you know, hold these players more to a standard and get a playoff run going. Just figure out this thing with Hackett, George Payton, you know, the entire team. Just fig- figure out how to get this thing going again and, you know, play up to your potential. Um, overall, just today, very, uh, very disappointing. Um, like you said, probably the number one that would word that would describe today's team, uh, this performance by uh, the Broncos today is just uninspiring. It's not what we wanted to see. Um, we we one thousand percent on paper, like we said, we said this a million times in our last episode. We, we 
100% should have beat the Raiders on paper today. Um, and and we, we just couldn't do it. So um, we got to put this loss behind us and move on. These divisional losses hurt a lot, but the, the best thing you can do is, you know, put it behind you, watch film, learn from it, um, get better, and you move on to week five at Indy. Um, hopefully put something together and uh, put a win together and just, you know, uh, build some momentum and just keep stacking uh, wins in the win column. Uh, anything else you want to uh, touch on? Uh, not really anything in particular. I think that just about does it, but I just, uh, you know, uh, I, and I mean, I, I think it's, it's still really, really, really early in the season, but, um, I, I mean, but just the way that I, you know, the way that I base my, all of my analysis on and everything that I just, all of my opinions, you know, I base it, um, you know, I'm going to, Thing, if I have a reason to believe, uh, if, if I have a uh, reason to believe that, you know, uh, like I, like last uh, last week, really promising uh, and like really promising fourth quarter, and I thought we could build on that. That's why I was uh, excited and looking forward to this game, um, and uh, because I was given a reason to believe that we might be able to build on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now I'm just at a point where uh, I, I have no reason to believe that any of these issues will get resolved, whether it's the penalties, the offensive line, uh, play calling, ball security. It's just uh, uh, what reasons do we have to believe that those things are going to get better? Um, and I'm sure they will be better on certain days. Uh, and then I'm sure it's going to be even worse than what we saw today on other days. And then I'm sure it'll be right in the middle on some days. Um, this team just seems really, uh, kind of all over the place to me. Like I said, you know, that that's just the theme of this team. If it's not one thing, it's another. Uh, and so I, I don't really know where we go from here. Uh, you know, I'll give a lot of credit to Hackett if it does get figured out in the coming weeks. But at this point, uh, I have no reason to believe that we are going to even have a chance at the playoffs, let alone a winning record this season. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess that's where I'm at. You know, I, I was, I, I kind of, I, I mean, obviously in the NFL, no, uh, no game is a guaranteed win, but I, I you know, the Colts was kind of one of those games that I was looking at just like, oh yeah, that should be it. You know, like that should be a nice, a nice game to just go get a quick, quick W. Uh, you know, the Colts aren't scary. Uh, they, and they really, you know, they really aren't, but now I've, now I'm, looking at that game, I, I would say that's probably a loss now. Uh, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but I, yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure the chiefs thought the same thing and look how that ended for them. Well, yeah. And uh, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I just, it, it's hard to have any hope or faith in this team going forward. I, I guess that's, that's what I'll close on. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, with the, the product that we saw out there, that's fair to say, um, I, 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 I'm still, I still have faith in this offense. I think we can, um, you know, we obviously have the potential to get it together. It's just in terms of just coaching discipline and execution, I, I'll say those three words over and over and over again on this podcast until it happens, you know, we're just, we're just waiting for this team to put it all together. Um, and like you said, the last six years and 
we keep talking about this. The, when the offense plays good, the defense plays bad. And when the defense plays good, the, the, the offense plays bad. They, they can never just put it together um, as a team. Um, and j- just like the few um, positive parts of today's game, obviously the offense put up more points on the board. Um, PS2 looks like arguably the best corner in the NFL. Um, uh, Sutton is still putting up solid. He's still putting up solid numbers. He had his first receiving touchdown of the season today. Um, Russell Wilson, he looks like he 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 does not look like he's washed at all. If there's fans out there saying that, and they clearly don't understand, you know, the fact that he's in a brand new offense and is still he was still able to put up three total touchdowns today and just makes you know nothing out of something. But um, there's still positive things to take away from today's game. I uh, hope you guys can stick with us, you know, throughout the rest of the season. If you like this episode, make sure to leave a rating. Make sure to follow and turn notifications on on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. Uh, we'll be uploading episodes to YouTube so far. Uh, make sure you guys uh, have um, all the availability to listen to this podcast. Um, we're really working hard to make this a uh, good podcast for you guys. Make sure uh, if you guys have any feedback, let me know on at Broncos Avenue on Instagram and Twitter. On to the Colts.